0: Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham.
1: Welcome to the show. It's Monday. We're going to talk some NASCAR with Rod Mullins and Circuit of the Americas, Uh, Rod. um, Always a fun race just because it's so different, especially this early in the season, the first uh, road course in the NASCAR season. And Tyler Reddick uh, uh, is the big winner yesterday. Take us into what happened and how Tyler Reddick was able to come out at
0: the end. Well, he just, you know, he had some terrible restarts. He was talking about that being one of his problems yesterday, but he was just there at the right place at the right time. If it wasn't William Byron who was leading the majority of the race, it was Tyler Reddick coming up and then also doing his share of leading as well toward the very end. But, you know, the one thing that they faced there toward the very end of this race, um, we saw a lot of beating and banging. We saw uh, a lot of cautions. We saw triple overtime. Uh, there's some things that are going to have to be, I think, addressed this week, or at least going to have to be addressed before they get to Richmond. And that is some of the driving of some of these guys that's driving out there on the, on the, uh, on the track in particular. Uh, and I'm saying this, honestly, Ross Chastain, Ross Chastain ended up in a couple of, uh, brush-ups yesterday, one, even with his own teammate, Daniel Suarez. And so that's not exactly the best situation. Alex Bowman goes bumps daniel suarez at the end of the race and you know there's a fine that goes with that if you're trying to um if you're trying to intentionally do some damage to the car you know they'll find you out of it so i don't know what alex bowman's going to get out of this i know that Hendrick is already going through a process of where they're going to be heard on wednesday with their appeal about the uh 400 or some thousand dollar fine and the uh, docking of points that they're trying to appeal to that Uh, Jeff Gordon is uh, making a big deal about it. He was there in force uh, down at the uh, circuit of the Americas yesterday. Um, They didn't have a bad performance, but I'm telling you, Tyler Reddick, he has just continued on. I think with, I think there were some people that were doubting him at the very beginning of this transfer over to Toyota and Toyota may have just breathed some life into their season because it's been a Chevy-dominated sort of season so far. Uh, Ford has actually uh, pulled off a win. Joey Logano last week at Atlanta. So here we go. Uh, Toyota suddenly has found some life, but I don't know how that's going to pay it out. Usually Toyota's good when they get to Richmond. They have a really good uh, kind of car. They have a good setup when they get to Richmond. But gosh knows what the situation's going to be when they get to Bristol, and then also when they get to Martinsville. But, uh, for Tyler Reddick, it was a much needed win. It was a, uh, I guess it was one of those things of where you got Kyle Bush, he got in the winner circle early on in the season. And now I guess the trade between the teams between 2311 and Richard Childress racing and Joe Gibbs racing, all of it has just come to fruition. It's all, it's all well and good for everybody, I guess, in the long run.
1: So for Reddick, four career wins, three of them won road courses and, right. um, You know, Kyle Busch is not one to say nice things about many people, including a lot of times himself, but he said yesterday after the race, when we tested here, they were lights out. He said, Tyler, obviously is a very good road racer, really good road racer, um, proved to driving his car here last year. Um, so, okay. So when Kyle Busch says something nice about somebody that stands out, um, talk, talk about Tyler Reddick and how, I mean, he's, he's obviously a very good road racer.
0: Yeah, he's a very good road racer, came from California, has been on that circuit, uh, loves tracks like uh, Phoenix, you know, and it's a short track, but he also loves uh Sonoma he loves Watkins Glen when they've been there before loves the Roval so I mean this is something that he was kind of brought up on and and kind of like the the little midget cars or the little uh, road racer kind of uh, not golf carts but go-karts and so he's kind of been brought up in this and so he loves that kind of racing it's a lot more contact but uh you know if you can come out clean that's what he was hoping to do. And he did a lot better, I think, yesterday than Jimmy Johnson, who did not even finish the first lap. And Jimmy Johnson was wide regarded by a lot of people as being such an excellent road racer, he doesn't even finish a lap. So um, you got to put a feather in uh, Tyler Reddick's cap on that. And, you know, Kyle Bush obviously, there's been a change in him somewhere. I don't know what's going on here, but Kyle Bush was very praiseworthy of his race team on finishing second yesterday. And, I mean, it wasn't a bad performance. They just didn't have the car that could catch up and catch Tyler Reddick there at the end of it. But I'm telling you, Kyle Busch was driving the wheels off that Chevrolet yesterday, and that just really impressed me. And, you know, usually he's been one of the first ones uh, last year, especially years before, uh, he kind of gets on his teammates, and he kind of gets on his uh, teammates. He gets on his uh, crew. And he's jumped on him. He said things to him. He said things, plenty of things on the radio to him at different times. But yesterday, it was like a completely different person. And I don't know if Kyle Bush has just suddenly come around to, hey, let's have some fun with this. Let's race, but have some fun. I don't know what, but uh, he seems to be a changed fellow out of the whole thing a
1: kinder gentler kyle bush yes. can the world can the world stand
0: that <laughs> i don't you know i don't know at this point i mean uh kyle bush a kinder gentler uh kyle bush would be much more uh be much more acceptable in the world than a sarcastic and um, quote unquote smartass and Denny hamlin i mean you can't <laughs> say it any other way i mean Denny hamlin has kind of uh he was kind of joking yesterday about things and uh, you know he ended up uh, delivering the spin that put Kyle Larson out of contention trying to stay back into this or trying to at least, uh, put himself in the race. And, uh, I don't know what's going to be said about that. If the teams talked about it, but, uh, there was a lot of close driving yesterday, a lot of bumping, and especially like I mentioned that triple overtime, uh, I'm telling you, it was, it was rough watching that triple overtime in a race. It was supposed to probably end at about. Oh, 630, 6, 630, something like that ended up going almost to 730. I think is what it ended up doing with no breaks either. This was the first time in uh, a long time that they haven't had any kind of, you know, breaks and so forth, a segment winner and everything. They ran these straight 80 some laps is what they did. And by golly it was a good race i think in that regard i liked it i liked it it kind of made me long for the old days when we didn't have uh segment racing and it's kind of like okay it's a test of your machine how well is your machine going to do when you get out there on the track and i think these guys that came over kimmy Raikkonen, uh also connor daly and uh, i think button uh jensen B- uh, button that came across they were about three or four of these world drivers or IMSA drivers or IndyCar drivers that came over to race, I think some of them were quite impressed with what happened. Jensen Button actually said that it was probably the toughest race he had ever been a part of. Uh, He was wore out at the end of it. And so it tells me there is a big difference with uh, NASCAR and also with Formula One Indy. I've known that for a long time, but this is one of those things you have to be physically fit when you get in one of those cars. Tyler Reddick, he had to sit down beside of the car too. He was wore out after yesterday's race. I mean, this was a physically demanding race any way you look at
1: it. You mentioned the uh, the post-race dust up with Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez, Trackhouse racing teammates. So uh, you know, we, we see this maybe from time to time, but not very frequently when, when race when teammates, um, you know, kind of get into it, get into it after a race, after some hard racing on the track, is there any fear that this will spill over, uh, and have an impact, you know, I mean, you know, as the season goes on in the garage, anything like that.
0: We'll have to wait and see Justin Marks, who runs uh track house racing along with Pitbull and some other people that are involved in that, tr- that race team. Um, I don't really think that Justin Marks is going to be satisfied with something like that. He doesn't want teammates to be against each other. He wants them to go and he wants them to work together. And um, I think what Ross Chastain was uh, complaining about yesterday that Daniel Suarez was complaining about, um, Suarez needed help. He needed some help to get up toward the front. And Chastain just wasn't having any good restarts yesterday, too. And he said, you know, he's trying to ask me to help him, and I'm two or three cars back, and I can't get through two or three cars. And, you know, it's obviously going to be a different view any way you look at it from Chastain's point of view and also Daniel Suarez's point of view. Daniel Suarez will probably say, yeah, I'm mad at him, but, you know, we'll get over it. We'll talk about it this week. I don't know about chastain chastain is one of these people um what was it he said yesterday he said are you satisfied are you happy or whatever the quote was uh, from the gladiator movie you know are you pleased are you pleased with all this and he directs it pretty much at you know everybody else the track uh, the track management also with nascar with the fans and and also the other drivers he's asking are you satisfied with this kind of racing? Are you happy with this kind of racing? And he seems to think that uh, this is what they want. And I've got to admit, the fans do want this kind of racing and stuff, but I, I, I want to stay away from triple overtime finishes. That's what kills me so bad. I think that's that's what hurts the sport. These guys get so, you know, jump the gun happy right there toward the very end of this race and they're willing to just knock anybody they can out of it just to go and bring out a caution or deliberately even try to. And I'm not suggesting that's going to be a terrible thing, but I believe sometimes some of this is brought out to try to see if they can even the pack back up. And this sort of thing is, you know, maybe something that's worked out in the pits or worked out in between teams or something. If, we have this wreck and we know this team is not good enough. Uh, Let's just spin somebody around or let's just beat and bang and see if the caution doesn't come out uh, and see if something like that happens. Uh, It's shades of Robbie Gordon, throwing a glove out and saying, Oh, I didn't know I lost my glove, but he took his glove off inside of the car and throws it out the window. So, you know, that may be far fetched. I don't know, but in some ways, I think that uh, the triple overtime thing is just a little bit too much. And I hope NASCAR will try to, do something about this. And I think it lies with the drivers. I think the drivers are obviously going to have to, uh, abide by what St. Kyle Bush says that they don't appreciate each other and they're going to have to learn to appreciate each other on the track.
1: Yeah. These things happen behind yeah. the, um, the, 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 leaders, uh, in almost every case. I mean, it's, right. that's the, that's the frustrating thing for the drivers and for fans as well. Um, so uh, this weekend heading to back uh, on the East coast and heading to Richmond. So the the, the Virginia swing uh, with Richmond and uh, what Martinsville and Bristol coming up the next few weeks. Um, uh, Denny Hamlin is the defending race winner in the spring race in Richmond. That's his home track, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about uh, how
0: things might go this weekend? Well, for him and I, you know, getting back home and everything and Toyota off this uh, big, big win this past weekend, I think we might could see something out of Denny Hamlin. He's not really had that good of a season so far. It's not been anything that you should, um, uh, I guess, jump for joy and be uh, overly excited about. I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's been there for him. And he's almost as if he's trying to just come up with. And I'm being serious about this. I think he's trying to come up with excuses or the reason why somebody wrecked him or the reason why his car just wasn't good enough. Um, I think they're lacking something. Uh, over at joe gibbs and i think it's uh especially with uh, hamlin's team may even be with martin truex as well truex got collected in a wreck yesterday as well uh like he did last year i think when his car was lifted up during the rain and then spun around there on the uh on the straightaway so i don't really know if uh Toyota's going to be ready for this i i would hope they are uh, considering they had such a good run but you know i'm um, i'm beginning to wonder now if um what kind of season Chevrolet is going to have out of this and especially Chevrolet at Richmond. And I don't know if you caught this or not. Chevrolet is going to discontinue the Camaro in 2024. And there's a lot of these teams that are wondering what in the heck, you know, what's going on. Chevrolet is making this decision. I don't know if it's going to be to go to a more um, kind of electric car. They say that they're preparing themselves uh, for NASCAR. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it'll be bringing back the Monte Carlo what it may be but uh, i think chevrolet is making another stupid mistake i think in trying to get rid of a car name and then bring it back due to popularity probably about 10 or 15 years down the line i i don't know i, I gave up on chevrolet a long time ago and i hate to say that but they they're just inconsistent and i i don't know how they're going to be when they get to uh, richmond this week but uh you know, I wouldn't eliminate Kyle Bush out of this too. Kyle Bush has had several good runs. He's done really well here this season, especially with a new team. He and his crew chief are working really good together. They're kind of clicking on all cylinders right now. And um, pardon the pun, clicking on all cylinders. No, no lack of oil with this one. They're they're moving. I think they're really doing well with this team. Uh, but um, we'll just have to re- we'll just have to wait and see uh, what's going to happen forward. Um I don't know. Probably Joey Logano will be another threat in there, too, because he's he's a threat on a short track and he loves short track racing. So we'll have to find out about those teams and stuff. But I didn't know if you caught that about the Camaro thing this past week. week. And I was shocked. I was just really shocked. I'm like, that's like, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You know, you're you kind of rode your horse that got you to the race and stuff and got you to the Kentucky Derby. Now you're wanting to switch horses and you're wanting to go somewhere else with it. Now, you know, they're already talking about it. Mustang is going to continue. They're going to continue with this, even though they're going to a more uh, electric format, but, um, you know, we may see some, we may see somebody different in here too. You know, the big news came out, uh, I think about a couple of weeks ago that uh, Dodge had come back out with, uh, probably one of the most powerful hemi engines that they have ever developed and i think it's like zero to 60 something in 1.6 seconds and i can't even begin to imagine i mean i can imagine um you know seeing like the thing like you are watching a sci-fi movie your head's thrown back and your skin (laughs) is peeled back on your face i can't (laughs) begin to believe something like that 1.6 seconds in from zero to 60 so you know, there's people talking that Dodge may make a uh, return. If they if they do, more power to them. But, um, you know, Chevrolet's going to have to do something. I don't know what they're doing. You know, it seems to be the teams are doing all the work, and they're coming up with the winning formula on the track. But Chevrolet can't come up with a winning formula off the track. Um, I guess you remember the old slogan and stuff, win on Sunday by on monday that used to be the old adage but it doesn't work that way anymore so i don't know what chevrolet's got planned what they're going to do but um it's it's definitely a a changing landscape in nascar already early on this season
1: uh you know i know when we talk next week we'll have a lot of time to talk about the bristol dirt race uh coming up on april 9th just a, a you know week and a half away but uh coming down your way down towards southwest virginia and tennessee um uh, any early thoughts? Any early news about how things are shaping up in terms of getting ready, for, getting the track ready, getting everything ready
0: for that dirt race on April 9th Well, the track's already ready. As a matter of fact, I got a late invitation to media. Uh, I guess it was on Saturday, and it'll probably be uh, Andrew and I going down, and we're going to cover uh, the preliminary dirt race. I think it's a late models edition. I think it's what it's going to be, and I've got to get that sent back into them and let them know that we're coming down there this weekend. It's going to be on Saturday night. So it's kind of like a testing ground to see how well the track, what they're going to have to do. Uh, They didn't do this last year. And we had all sorts of problems with Kevin Harvick and the grill and everything piling up with all that clay and stuff going across the grill. And they had to do some things about it. You know, one thing is to wet it down, wet it down and try to get it to where it's at least um, mashed down at least enough to where it doesn't fly back up until it starts drying out and then that's when you've got to take care of things but um, we'll have a chance to maybe see that on Saturday night and we'll send a story up and also uh, hopefully get some pictures of this uh, this event because this is a chance for some of these guys that um, race dirt enjoy dirt uh, would like to be you know out on the track and like to be on a track like Bristol and they get a chance to kind of break it in before the race next weekend uh coming up at uh, bristol the easter race which will be a night race that's going to be the first time that uh, both bristol races will be under the lights at bristol motor speedway and they're already planning a big uh, a big ado about it uh tim Tebow's going to be there i haven't heard yet about who's going to be uh grand marshal or anything of the uh the event or who's going to start it but you can just about imagine there'll be a lot of people there to see T, uh, tim tebow he's going to be speaking in the uh Pre-Easter services they're going to have before the uh, the race takes place, but I tell you, it's it's uh, if he's never been to a NASCAR race before, this is going to be the one to go to, especially at Bristol uh, on the dirt.
1: Should be fun. Rod will have the coverage for us, getting us ready uh, with this weekend's race, and then of course we'll talk about it more next week as well. Um, well, thank
0: you, Rod, as always for your time and insight. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.